RadioInfluence.com. Hey guys, welcome to the Forking Around Town podcast. This is your host, Tracy. And today I'm joined by a very new friend of mine, Mr. John Peter Barbie of Tip Top Canning Company. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Are you having a tip top day? I'm having a tip top day. (laughs) It's awesome. Well, yeah. So now John, I actually met him through my good friend, Lori from Lori Live and Life. She actually posted some of your products online and I was intrigued and that's how we kind of made a connection. Yeah. So it's, you know, I I have a canning company and and I got Lori. She did a, a couple promos for me mm-hmm. and I thank her greatly for that and you've done a promo for me that's mm-hmm. been it's been fun um, and my canning company is uh, all about local and mm-hmm. all natural so I don't do any kind of chemicals I want everything to be uh, locally grown I, mm-hmm. unfortunately I can't do 100% locally grown because mm-hmm. you know we don't have Florida cranberries right so, <laughs> but we do have Florida lemons and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. So I do source a lot of my stuff from local farmers, mm-hmm. uh, including the pigs that I use to, to make the bacon for the bacon jam. Mm-hmm. So we go we go deep into the, the, the farming world yeah. to collect the ingredients. Um, when I make my food, uh, there's two things I keep in mind. Uh, first thing is the balance and symmetry of the flavor. Right. So I want everything to have a balance to it. So I want you to taste the salt, the sugar, the sweet, the the, the spicy, the bitter. Right. I want it all. I want your taste buds to be like to explode? exploding. And they do. Uh, thank you. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> An explosion in your mouth. That is awesome. Um, then the second thing I think about is that food is the cause and cure of every metabolic disease we have. So, you know, things like diabetes, heart, blood pressure, uh, cancers, you know, it's Mm -hmm. all caused by our food and it can be all be cured by our food. So why eat stuff that have chemicals Mm -hmm. when we were given a bounty of fresh food? Exactly. (laughs) Right. So why not do that? So that's what I do. Yeah. And, you know, um, I have to say, I've tried several of your products. I have tried several of your products. I really love the Sicilian mustard. Yes, that, that is great on a sandwich. That, thank you very much. That was my very first product. That is the product that started my business. And I learned that from my grandmother. That is her Sicilian mojo. Mm-hmm. Um, if anybody's not familiar with mojo, which, uh, you know, if you're in Tampa and you're listening to this, you probably know what mojo <laughs> right. is. But it's uh, most, any, most Latin cultures have their own mojo. Like Cuban mm-hmm. is, you know, sour orange. Um, but this is a Sicilian, so it's red wine vinegar based. And my mm-hmm. grandmother used to, you know, put it on her chicken. She's put it on sausage and all kinds of stuff and everyone loved it. So when I was uh, my, you know, my, my grandfather used to make an Italian sausage at his, uh, grocery store in Ybor city called, uh, by the way, tip top grocery store. Oh, so nice. that's where the name came from. Um, but Joe Tambuzo used to make an Italian sausage and he used to cook it with the Italian or uh, the Sicilian mojo. And when we got older, I said, man, we make that sausage still. We need a condiment for it. And that's how I started making the Sicilian mustard. And then it turned into a business. And I'm, I know, love that. Yeah. yeah I, had, I had no idea. And that now was, I have no free time. Oh, that's, that, that means you're doing well. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. That was actually the first product I tried. And 
I think my jar is about gone. So. Oh, I might have to bring. I might a, have to, I might have to bring it. you a new one. But, but I definitely will bring you a new one. But but ever since then, I've I've got like twelve different mustards. Mm-hmm. I just came up with two new ones. I have a, a nice ponzu mustard, which is like sinus clearing, spicy. Perfect. And for the holidays, I'm making an Oktoberfest mustard, a cranberry wine mustard, and I'm going to make a. Uh, I just made a French onion mustard. Mm. Which is like super gravy kind of flavor, like that beefy. And it's, I, I don't want to say it's vegan because I accidentally, I, I went and I added some all natural Worcestershire sauce, Worcestershire sauce to it. <laughs> However and you it say has it. anchovies in it. So I can't say it's vegan, but it is vegetarian. If, well, not vegetarian, but it, it's, I try to make it vegan and I try to make it vegetarian. Keto friendly. How's that? It's keto friendly. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, there's no sugar added. So, and, yeah. and it's, uh, gluten-free. Well, this is, this is awesome because I'm actually starting to plan ahead for Thanksgiving. So I'm going to have to well, go, go. do some shopping well, on your you, site. Well, you let me know what you want and I'll bring you some jars. Oh, you're so nice. <laughs> I love it. So. so now aside from the mustards, you have some other fantastic products and I mean, you've got something for everybody. I do. I, I have mustards or, you know, I'm I, a lot of people call me the pickle guy, but I'm really the mustard guy. Um, but I have jams. I've got spreads. I've got fruit butters. I've got pickled items. I've got marinated items. I got salads like olive salads and mm-hmm. a black olive salad, jardinere. I do uh, vinegars. I make a fire cider to boost your immune system. I've had it and I love it. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know. Uh, I also make a. Um, uh, I have a trademarked item called the picklebackers. Um, it is a multi-flavored pickle juice, so you can do a multi-spirited pickleback shot. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to just do whiskey and pickle juice. You could do tequila and the pepper, mm-hmm. or you could do rum and the mango. I like and, that. Yeah, or bourbon and the beat. Bourbon and the beat. But yeah, it should be. It sounds like a TV show. <laughs> bourbon <laughs> and the beat. Oh my god, <laughs> that's funny because I actually have a bottle of bourbon that I was sent by a company, so I'm going to be doing some stuff with them. So I'll have to know. use one of yours. What your kind insiders. of bourbon is it? I'm t- I'll show you the Why bottle. Are we not shooting it right now? I know, right? <laughs> yeah, it's from it's from Texas. Right I'm on. not, I'm not a bourbon drinker, so okay, okay. I'm going to use it for some entertaining and make some cocktails for people. Yeah. I just, I just actually, um, you know, the urban still house mm-hmm. in St. Pete, they, uh, just bought some of the bourbon picklebacker and they're doing like a fall cocktail with it. So that's great. Yeah. And they're the ones that own American horse soldier. Yes. Or, yes. And bourbon? they actually Excellent bourbon. collaborated with two friends of mine from Tampa Bay Hot Sauce Company. Well, okay, cool. And they have a new hot sauce out with that bourbon. So well, I'm not trying to reach here, but they could collaborate with me if they want. If they there hear this, hello. Yeah, <laughs> they sure <laughs> so, can. Bourbon bacon jam. That's that's a top seller of mine. It's pretty good. That is awesome. So, so now as your focus right now, are you really trying to get your product in as many restaurants as possible, or are you looking for more retail? <laughs> I, I am. I'm. Uh, yes. Both. Both. both, right? <laughs> both actually, because uh, right now, like uh, in 2019, I did s- exclusively I was all markets like uh, farmers markets. And of course, COVID came by and wiped all that down or wiped all that out. <laughs> damn COVID. But, uh, damn COVID. Um, but now markets are coming back and have been back for the last couple of weeks. And, um, you know, we're doing pretty well. Uh, everybody's, you know, selling some stuff. And. I want to get my wholesale business going. So I do want to get into more restaurants, more little wine shops that that have a retail section that also do like charcuterie boards 
any kind of restaurant to have charcuterie boards. Mm-hmm. My stuff is charcuterie friendly. For oh, sure. for sure. It is. For sure. I've so. used, in fact, I went through almost everything you gave me on three different events. Oh, so you need a whole bunch of new stuff. I had fun with it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I actually have a really fun giveaway coming up for a cheese board that has a manatee carved into it. Wow. And I'm doing cool. it with, um, up in Crystal River okay. plantation. They're going right to, they're going to give out a, like a swim with the manatees tour for four people. Oh, and good. then my friends made the board. So if I put stuff on there, will I be excluded from the swim with the manatees? <laughs> Cause I want to go. I'll be swim with the manatees. Oh, you know, I was with my kids last weekend or whenever it was, and they did it. I'm a little scared. Really? Yeah. Why? Why? It's just a, it's like a not cow of, that comes up to you and licks your hand. Not of, like sea cows. Well, not of the manatee. Just, I don't know. You never know what's in the water. Like, mm, yeah. you know, you just don't know. Well, you don't know what's in the air either sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. So, yeah, just, you know, don't live life with fear. That's all I can tell you. Uh, I try that. <laughs> we, we, we have, I mean, as a kid, I remember going up and down the hills of the river and manatees would come up to the canoes um, and see us. And my sister would get scared and flip us over and we'd have to swim to the side and pull everything out of the water and Aww. start all over again. But they're, they're cute thanks, though. Thanks, <laughs> You ever see any alligators? I see alligators all the time. You I, know, I've only seen one alligator. They're, they're very That's territorial. It. So if you're going up and down the river, once you know the alligators that live up the river, you know where their territory is and you can look out for them. You can see them every day if you want. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm terrified of them. <laughs> Well, we used to we used to throw chum in the river and just watch just alligators come up to the to the dock and just we throw stuff to them like when we were little what? kids. Yeah, we we lived on the river. It what was, would you throw at them? Like chicken? Well, <laughs> during during Easter time was my it was my great grandmother's birthday and we used to like to get a little goat over to the house and and do the whole start to finish, uh, you know, yeah. you know, and and make some, you know, make some Cuban uh, black beans and rice and, and, and goat or lamb. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it just, my grandfather would wash everything off into the river. And, mm-hmm. and then you come back 30 minutes later and you could see little, little noses of alligators like swimming oh, towards gosh. our dock. Yeah, I would. Um, they would just, yeah, not for they me. would just come for miles. Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> now you have a, a culinary background. I do. So I wanted I to kind of just ask you about how you got started and a little bit about your background. Um, I started uh, being interested in the kitchen when uh, I started noticing my grandmother cooking. Um, my grandmother, my my Cuban grandmother, uh, she's the one, the one that made the Sicilian mustard, mm-hmm. you know, that influenced that. She has influenced my whole culinary life. Uh, just watching her put stuff together, um, t- being there to taste it as it, as the, the spaghetti sauce developed or how anything she was made, she would let me try mm-hmm. each step of the way. And that really trained my palate. So that I, I, she's the one that did it for me. Um, and she's also part of the reason why I said before about all food um, causes and cures and even met- metabolic disease. Cause she lived with high, like heart disease. She had uh, diab- diabetes and she lived to be like 90 something years old. You know, those Cubans live forever. Mm-hmm. So she, she was just a, a, just a monster in the kitchen. She was always taking care of everyone else and she never ate herself. She just eat candy bars all day to, to, to survive. And she ended up catching, well, developing diabetes. So with all that, I, that's how I 
focus, my business. And of course, my whole career just was always in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I've worked in restaurants, oh gosh, for 30 years almost. Um, and I've always been in the back of the house. You know, I yeah. was, I was uh, very young. I got, I was 22 and I got promoted to executive chef um, for oh. a macaroni grill years ago. Um, I've li- I've been all over the country. I've opened restaurants. I've done a whole bunch of stuff, but nothing, nothing's as rewarding as working for yourself. That's for sure. I agree. And the restaurant industry can be quite grueling. Yes. It takes a toll on you. And I finally officially retired from it. <laughs> I'm not going back. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I love the, the cooking aspect that I do, uh, in my business. Um, but yeah, I don't want to go run around tables and work in a super hot kitchen. And that's, and, and, and it's funny when you ask me about my, my past, when I think about the restaurant business, I remember my very first day walking onto a line, mm-hmm. uh, a kitchen line. And just my first thought was like, Holy hell, it's hot back here. And mm-hmm. I like, why are chef coats this thick? Right. <laughs> and it's, and then after, uh, you know, a saute pan touches your arm, you realize, oh, that's why it's so thick. That's why, right. You, you get scorched. And get es- burnt. especially now having to wear a mask in the kitchen. Oh, God, it's, I feel sorry for these guys. It's really hard. And girls. It's terrible. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know, I, you know, back, back when I was coming up, it was like, I have to wear a, a beard mask like right. like a net on my beard that's a pain now you have to wear a, a cloth over your mouth and nose yeah it's it's very hard especially when you know you're in action and around yeah. everything that's so hot and it just yeah i've i've had to you know wear a mask working in yeah. a restaurant and just walking into the kitchen and you feel the heat i mean sometimes i would actually start to feel a little dizzy yeah. if you don't stay hydrated i mean it really does affect you and it's a thankless job the, these they even though they have to do all this they still punch in every day and, and, and what are they doing? They're just pumping out plates of food for people to enjoy. And no one thanks them. I know. So if you're ever at a restaurant and there's an open kitchen, walk by, say hi. Just thank, say thank just, you. Just a thank you. Really mm. goes so far. Well, you know, I used to work at a restaurant and every, every Monday we had the same set of regulars that would come in and they would always tip the kitchen in addition mm-hmm. to their server. Yeah. And I thought that was great. They would give each person in the kitchen like $10 and that just meant the world to them. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, we would have regulars because Macaroni Grill was an open concept, an open kitchen concept. Uh, we'd have regulars that would come in and give the tip to the bar and say, mm-hmm. this is a, for a pitcher of beer for the guys after mm-hmm. work, you know, and, 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 you know, and that, and that right there goes a long way. Well, you know, um, Three Birds. Mm-hmm. Tavern in St. Pete, they actually have it on their menu where you can purchase a bucket of beer for the back of the house. Oh, and awesome. I think that's great. And just having it on the menu, genius. I'm I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go patronize that place. I'm gonna go, Definitely I'm gonna go, go. I'm gonna go there and, and and go to that place just for that. Yes, it's it's wonderful. It. I haven't been there in quite some time, but I know the owner very well. Very nice lady, Robin King, amazing, and their food's really good. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's good. You gotta take care of your your people. And, and they're a Steelers bar. Oh, they're a Steelers bar. To, <laughs> that has nothing to do with it, though, because I didn't know, honestly, yes. the first time I went there, I had no idea. That's, and, and actually, we're, I think we're the only NFL city in the, the whole NFL world that has a bar for every team. We actually, you're probably, well. Yeah, Tampa, it's like everybody retires here, so there's a, there is a bar for every team. I've walked into many bars that you see uh, Buccaneer flags all over, and then you'll see a Steelers flag in the corner, or you'll see a... a a Green Bay 
corner. I'm like, why is there a Green Bay flag in a Buccaneer bar? It's because <laughs> we're from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Right. I'm like, oh, okay. Makes, makes sense. sense. Right? Well, you know, so speak, speaking of football, so Bloody Marys are fantastic to make on Football Sunday. And yes. you've got everything that anyone could quite possibly need. I've got it all. I've got all kinds of garnishes. If you want to go... Um, meats, if you want to go sweets, I've got it all. I've got asparagus, green beans, pickles, sausage, mushrooms, pickled quail eggs that you can skewer and throw in there with some olives. Um, I've, I actually, uh, have been working with a company. It's a Bloody Mary company called Seven Sins, and I'm making a Bloody Mary jar for them. And they're going to put their own label on it. And it's got, um, it's got carrots, celery, okra, green beans, and garlic cloves. Enough to garnish four glasses. So you mm-hmm. get a one bottle of Bloody Mary mix, one of my garnishes, and you've got... For well, four people, that's great. Yeah, I love people. it. Four people, just throw some vodka or some, some tequila in there, make some Bloody Marias. It's good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, now, so if anyone would like to order, how can they find you? So they can go to tiptopcanningco.com. That's my website. Um, on the website, there are a list of all my products. There's a calendar that tells you which uh, markets I'll be at. There's also links to all the farmers that I use. So you can check out like where my food comes from. Uh, Pretty soon I'm going to be putting links to all the uh, restaurant locations that I'm on or Mm -hmm. that I'm in. So there'll be links there. Um, There's a little page about me. If you want to read up, you know, if Mm -hmm. if this isn't enough for you, (laughs) (laughs) you can, you can read too. So it's all, it's all there. And, um, there's also a link to a YouTube. I have a YouTube I saw page. That. Did yeah, you see that? I'd, yeah. You've got some great video. I, I, I made a couple cocktails with my, uh, with my pickle backers and, you know, during quarantine, I was just, I guess, getting fat and drunk. So <laughs> that's, what might as well could, put a video what camera on What else can you me. do during quarantine, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so a lot of people ask me all the time, like, what can I use this product for? Like, how do I use it? Well, on every jar, I put a serving suggestion. It's just, Mm -hmm. you know, a suggestion. Um, Of course, you're only limited by your own imagination. So, but I've been making videos on how to utilize some of my stuff. Like I make a guava pineapple lime jam, which is also sugar-free. So my cancer survivors and my uh, diabetics can can get into it. And that would also be vegan, right? It is vegan. With the agave. Yeah. Well, I don't use agave. Because when you digest agave, it does turn into a, a glyceride. I didn't it is know a sugar. Okay. So um, I use a monk fruit, okay. which is, it's a gourd and it's the closest uh, taste and aftertaste to natural cane sugar. So I use that and my diabetics and people that are doing no sugar diets like cancer survivors um, can also eat that. And I mix that with a, like you get a nice uh, barbecue dry rub, mix that, rub that on some ribs and roast it. You're gonna have some pretty good ribs. I'll have to try it's pretty that. Pretty tasty. It's, and yeah. there's a video on YouTube that shows you how to do it. I'll watch it. Yeah. And and speaking of cancer, I wanted to mention this. I, I do have a October marketing thing I'm doing right now. So if you go to uh, the the keywords are Tip Top Canning Co. If you go to you know Facebook, Instagram, type in those on, on the website. That's Tip Top Canning Co. Is the the, the keywords. Type those in. Go check out my um my my post. I'm doing a breast cancer uh, donation uh, this month, 10% of all my sales. Yeah, and I, I saw your post that yeah, Rick did. Yeah, it took me uh, four times to post that to before Instagram stopped deleting it. 
Really? Yeah, they kept deleting it. And then and every time I would de- they would delete it, I would go to repost it and I would see some actress that was half naked that was showing more skin than, than what's on my post. I was, I was like so upset. I'm like, what are you doing? This is for cancer awareness or cancer research. Mm-hmm. And then finally, they on the fourth one, they, they didn't. Uh, they let it go. Yeah, they let it go. Nice. So like it's, you know, whatever. But anyways, uh, so 10% go to breast cancer awareness. And if you go to that post, if you did lose anybody from breast cancer or I, I don't care what kind of cancer, if you lost somebody, leave their name in the comments. I will make the donation in their name. Very nice. So, I like that. Yeah. Very good. So it's good, good, well, yeah. good, good, positive stuff going on. I like what you're doing. Candy. Absolutely. Yeah. So, well, yes, October is going to be a great month yes. and I can't wait to collaborate with you some yeah, more. We get to dress up as our sexy kitties and slutty <laughs> nurses and go knock on neighbor's doors for oh, free candy. I won't maybe. be doing that. <laughs> I might. Who knows? Uh, I could see you doing that. <laughs> anyway. Who knows? Well, anyway, well, thank you, John, so much for joining me today. And right. I think we have an afternoon to uh, yes. head over to... Armature works. Uh, yeah, I think we'll get some, some, uh, I'm thinking uh, sangria. I might even go liquor. I don't know. Oh, you and that sangria. It's great. Don't get me wrong. It is good. I just can't. It's, the sugar is too much for yeah, me. Yeah, I know. I I, don't, I try not to drink <laughs> sugar except for sangria or wine or liquor or beer. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> that's what, if it's mixed with alcohol, I'll drink it. But that's yeah, I, it. No, I hear you. But I got to cut it back. <laughs> well, again, thank, thank you again. And guys, don't forget, um, you know, definitely give him a follow on Instagram at Tip Top Canning Co., Great products. Um, I'm sure you've seen some stuff I've posted or Lori Live in Life. She's done a great job. And just so you know, guys, a new episode comes out every Friday on RadioInfluence.com or wherever else you like to go to download and listen to your favorite podcast. Have a great weekend. This is a place for my head quick fix on Radio Influence. Our guest today is uh, Katya <laughs> Bell. Uh, Katya, thank you for coming in to uh, the Place for My Head podcast today. I started self-harming and I actually took an overdose. Mm. Um, How old were you? I was, that was when I was 14. Oh, wow. So thing, everything just kind of came to a blow. Um, I took a lot of medication and then at that point I was referred to child and adolescent mental mental health services and at that point I was put on medication I always knew from growing up because of my dad and seeing his experience that I wanted to work with people with depression um, anxiety I wanted to help people and that has been in me for as long as I can remember because of my dad started the first year of my A-levels and I just could not cope and after the first year, I, I dropped out. I couldn't cope with it. I could barely get out of bed. I wasn't brushing my teeth, even just normal hygiene. I just couldn't. There was just nothing in me that could motivate me to get out of bed. And I remember just kind of even, you know, when you sort of start to wake up a little bit and you can either go back to sleep or get up. I remember sort of coming to that bit and just thinking, I just don't want to face the day. And I could be in bed for 16, 18 hours. And I think that was the the worst, like worse than when I was, you know, self-harming or because I feel at that time that was just desperation for me. And I didn't know how to express my emotions when I was, you know, 14. But at this time it was like, I have no function in my life. Like I just, there's nothing I can do. And I think that was 
that was when it was like, I've got to do something about this because I'm either going to live my life like this and end up probably killing myself or I've got to live a life that I, that's worth living. A Place for My Head with Brandon Thompson and Jerry P. Tuck can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts and RadioInfluence.com. <laughs>